at the Bobby Session is here, episode three. And today we're gonna be bringing you guys somebody really special to us. The whole headlines movement, the whole 245 movement, the whole Bobbit movement. He's been making a name for himself, and I can't wait to hear you guys. You know, get a little bit of insight from his point of view, from his perspectives, and on the industry and what's going on. And another thing, Chris, you don't know this yet, but we've been getting about 50 views a day. That's which crazy. It's unbelievable, especially being just the second episode. To have 50 views a day, that just that's just it just shows that we're adding value to people's lives, especially barbers, man. So we're gonna continue to do these barber sessions. The podcast 2016 is looking like a good year, especially for the whole barber, barber movement. And uh, Chris, you want to introduce our guest tonight? We have a very special guest, like Bazio said. <clears throat> He's uh, the creator of Florida Barbers Association. He's been in the industry how long, Chris? I think he said two years. Two, two years. years. That's crazy. Created Florida Barber Association. Already. Already. Two years. Got a crazy following on IG and has become the youngest manager in headlines, right? Yeah. If if this was the NBA, he'd be considered a phenom. Phenom. He'll, Rookie he of the stop. year. I don't, if I can bottle what this guy has in reference to energy, like... I'm already <laughs> working on that. I got the patent going. You got the patent? Yeah. What? That's crazy. Yeah, man, his work ethic is 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 dope, man. It, it just it reminds me, it reminds us of exactly what we want in somebody in a leader. So absolutely, and and it's just a networking genius, bro. Networking genius, yeah. Genius. I mean, any big name that you know of, anybody who has influenced you in any way when it comes to barbering knows this guy. Yeah. So Chris Loco, what's going on, bro? What's up? What's up? Pleasure to be here, man. And real quick, how can how can these guys reach you? How can they follow you? What uh, medium mediums are you on? Uh, my IG handle is at loco l o k o underscore blends b l e n d z, and then uh, you could also like they said uh, you can follow me on at Florida Barber Association on IG. So real quick, Chris, before we keep going and start real, asking real quick, questions, real quick, I'm not gonna stop recording anymore because I could just edit that part out. Yeah, but you know, let's just figure shit out as we go. Yeah. And, all right. Ready? So, you're recording now? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. Go ahead. So, real quick, before we continue, we start asking local any questions or anything, Chris. Uh, I just wanted to kind of go down memory lane a little bit with me and you because, uh, like I said, one of the youngest managers in headlines or at headlines. Mm-hmm. And I remember me and you having a conversation and not necessarily being concerned, but maybe a little bit, you know, worried, tentative, I guess you could say is the word. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that we had a barbecue at my house with all the barbers and all the family <clears throat> and everybody was there. And you remember me and you had a, a, a talk with Chris. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. And I remember his comment to us was, I mean, I can't even describe it, but I, I knew at that moment, and I'm, I, I know you did too because you looked at me, that we were good. Yeah. And he looked at us and he said, listen, you guys own two ultra successful shops. I don't have a choice but to be successful. I cannot fail. I can't fail you. I can't fail headlines. This guy goes harder than anybody I know. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I just had to jump in and say that. And, you know, you can continue with what you were going through. Yeah, definitely. I mean, anybody would have their, their doubts. I mean, this is a guy who, he's been a barber for a year, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're just touching the waters at that point. You know, there's a lot to learn. But for Loco, he was... In my in my eyes, 
he was so obsessed with his craft. He was so obsessed with this barber industry. I mean, this guy was in Cali, bro. Me, you know, under mentorship, he was pretty much an apprentice, you can say. Pretty much. So, I mean, Victor one, Barber. one of the dopest barbers. I mean, I grew up watching watching uh, Victor Barber. I learned a lot from him. And to, to see that this dude used to drive, I mean, how, how, how far were you driving, Chris? Like an hour and 30 minutes. Hour and 30 minutes. Just to go watch this guy cut hair, just to learn. Well, reminds me a little bit of my story, like we were talking about before, what I do with Jesse and stuff. And I keep saying in the first podcast and in the second podcast, I shadowed this guy, I shadowed that guy. I've shadowed a lot of people. It doesn't stop with just one. You you can't just stop looking for content or looking for knowledge. You just got to keep pushing. You got to be obsessed with what you do. Yeah. And that's a message to a lot of you out there that are starting on the game or maybe you're a little bit discouraged because you're not where you want to be. The harder you work and the more you want it, you will get there. You yeah. will get there. And, I mean, we had our doubts on Chris, but let's be honest, the proof was in the pudding, bro. That man, he produced results. His actions spoke louder than his words. Bro, the minute we turned key and I saw it, was like, it was like winding up a wind-up toy. <laughs> you know what I mean, Chris? Like wind it up and we turned key and he just, he took so, off. I was like, oh. So, Chris, I want to turn the attention to you, man, even though the tension's been on you. But <laughs> I want to ask you, man, like what, what gets you going, man? Like how do you... What drives you? To be honest, lately it's been you, man. <clears throat> um, to be real, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I watch that you do, like on social media, or obviously we don't work in the same shop and whatnot. And um, I get a lot of motivation from you, bro. Uh, your YouTube channel, you know, I, I just started my YouTube channel. You guys can look that up on YouTube, Chris Loco. Um, Dope content. Trying, trying, and um, like I, I watch your social media every day, man, and it's like. Dude, like, he's going 10 times harder than me. I got to go harder. The next day, I look at my wife every day, and I'm like, I got to go harder. I got to go harder. Um, and it was something that you guys brought to my attention from uh, day one. It's like, when we hire a barber, we don't just hire that barber. We hire his family as well. Yeah. And it was like, man, I got Matt. I got Eddie. I got Kevin. I got Carlos. And it's like, dude, if I'm every day I'm looking at, like, yo, what promotion can I do today to make sure that those guys are fed, so to make sure their kids are fed? Like, that's really how I look at it, and I really consider those guys my brothers, man. And that's what I strive for every day, man. And now I'm bringing my brother into the game. It's that's only gonna, that's only more fuel to my fire, man, to go harder. I think that's that's big in leadership, man. And <clears throat> you're doing exactly what we thought you would do, man. So, cool. So, so now, so now that we got we, you know, we got local introduced and stuff. Um, let's talk about what's going on, man. In the in 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 the industry. All right. Real real quick, not to cut you guys off. I just you know I'm I'm big on being real honest. So um. The thing with Vic, as far as getting mentored, it wasn't every day because I'm also in the military, for those of you that don't know me. And um, I worked the military Monday through Friday while I was in California, and Saturdays was my only day off. So Saturday I would leave at like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning and work all day with Vic. What, what did that do for you, bro? That was huge, man. Um, with Vic, man, I learned a lot. I learned, I want to say I not only grew as a barber, but I grew as a person. I grew as a man um, just working through with Vic. Um he wouldn't charge me rent, which was which was dope, because I only worked one day. But he would charge me to uh, like dinner. He'd be like, "Yo, just take me out. Let's go. Let's go go to dinner and chop it up, man." He introduced me to pho and all these other great meals that you know I've never eaten in my life, and introduced <laughs> me to the whole Cali lifestyle, which was dope. Um, it's different on the West Coast. It really, really is, man. Like that's where I learned what I'm implementing now into headlines is what I learned on the West Coast, man. Like they are like a family. They go mountain 
mountain climbing together. They go out to eat all the time. Like, me and my guys play basketball every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Never fails. You know, we go to the park. We eat dinner at each other's house every day all, all the time. Um, and that's something that I, I, I found on the West Coast that is different from the East Coast. And I don't know what that reason is, but um, that's something I'm trying to change, you know, at home first. Um, and, I mean... Vic's a monster. I mean, you see what he could do as far as craft-wise. Oh, he's a, the he's, pioneer of the YouTube YouTube barbering, bro. He's a beast, man. And all those designs, like, his work ethic is crazy, bro. I'm telling the dude gets in there 5 o'clock in the morning. There would be times where I try to beat him to the shop, and I, I just couldn't. Like, no matter how early I woke up, the dude was in there 4 o'clock cutting up. I'm like, dude, how? You leave at 7, 8 o'clock at night, and then go work. Like, I seen him put his product together. Shout out to Vic, by the way. I seen him put his product together right in front of my eyes. I'm like, he'd be like, yo, smell this. How does it smell? I'm like, oh, it smells good, man. He's like, nah, it needs more. It needs, it needs this. It's missing this. Yeah, man. Success leaves clues, bro. I say it all the time. You see, you know, the most successful people in, in any industry, they don't have to be barber. Mm-hmm. Success leaves clues, man. I see the same thing with Christian. He told his story on the first episode. This man was working freaking, what, 15 hours a day? More than that? 15, 16, yeah, 3 a.m. in the morning to 9 o'clock in the morning, leave, go home, take a shower, get dressed, get in the barbershop at 10, I mean, work to 8 o'clock. It's no secret. It's mm-hmm. no secret. You know, the most successful people, that's what it is. So, um. So, Chris, hmm. why did you choose barbering? You know, this is going to be funny because I was listening to episode two and I heard Jesse say it and I was like, dang, he stole my response because the truth. <laughs> But if you call my mom right now, you ask her, did he want to become a barber? My mom's been telling me to go get my barber license since I was 16 years old, bro. Mm-hmm. Since I was 16. And to be honest with you, I did not want to be a barber. I did not think barbers could make the kind of money that, I'll say it now, we make, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, or that you make, you you guys make, you know what I mean? It's like, I thought a barber was like, he made fast money and... He made $40,000, and that's all he was ever taking home, and that's if he had good clientele. Yeah. And looking at it now, I'm like, it's crazy, man. Like, I've got every license you could think of, man. I have personal training license. I have security license. I have, uh, I'm in the military. I'm certified to do interrogation, so on and so forth. And it's like, like I said, I've been cutting for thir- since I'm 13 years old, and it's like, Finally, I was sitting. I remember sitting in headlines because I've been here since day one since it opened. Because Carlos used to come out here at Who's Next, and when he came to headlines, he I followed him here, and I was sitting here one day unemployed. I just quit uh, working for Progressive. I got my insurance license as well. I just sitting in here. You sold insurance? Yeah. I sold insurance oh, too. I did all that. I did claims too, man. I got. You got, I got, you got your 440 license? Yeah. What? I got all that homeowners insurance too, man. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was sitting in headlines one day, and I was sitting here, and I was like, bro, man, you know, like. God rest his soul, my best friend just died. I was sitting here, I didn't know what to do. I was like, man, I'm married. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And Carlos was like, bro, how about you just, you cut hair. You've been cutting hair since I've been cutting hair. He goes, look how much money I make. I'll never forget it was on back to school. And he was like, dude, or no, it was Christmas, excuse me. He was like, dude, just go get your license. Just go get your license. And I was like, nah, man, it doesn't make the money I want. I was going to school for physical therapy at the time. And I was like, I want it coming coming out of school. I want to make at least 80K and then build from there. And he was like, bro, look at this. And Car- being Carlos, opens up his drawer, throws a bunch of money at me, and it's like, Because <laughs> <laughs> money, money's never been the issue. Because money's never been an issue. That's that dude's slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos. Uh, you can follow him at Carlos Real G. 
Um, yeah, he'll be, he'll one, be on the show soon. One yeah. of the funniest human beings I've <laughs> ever met. On the ever. planet, son. And he's also my business partner for, for Florida Barber Association. And, you know, he looked at me and was like, bro, just go get your barber license. And sure enough, a week and a half later, I was in school, started my barber license. And, and and history. Real quick, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. I just don't want you to get too, too far ahead. I want to ask you, for somebody who's going through the same thing, Who's getting their insurance license? Who's getting their real estate license? Who's getting all these, all these, you know, all these um, licenses, accreditations? What do you say to that guy who has barbering in their back pocket, but at, at this, you know, they've been doing it for a year and it just really hasn't, it really hasn't happened for them? What do you say to that guy who's, you know, always double thinking if barbering's for them? That's a tough one, but it's crazy because. I kind of feel like that's my brother right now, and I'll use him as as, as an example. Um, my brother's biggest concern right now is just making money, and even though he likes where barbering could take him, he's like, his passion is MMA. Like he likes to fight. He he did it for a while, and he's gone back and forth, different jobs, bouncing around, and everything like that. And I would say to that person, man, give barbering a, a chance. It's it's a beautiful industry, man. Um, the fact that, and I don't want to say. You have your own boss, or you're your own boss. But you, you, you are. You know, there, there are rules for the shop and everything like that. But give barbering a chance. You can create your own career path with it. You know what I mean? Um, if you're gonna give everything else a chance, like that's what I looked at it as for me at least. I was like, all right, I gave security a chance. I gave this a chance. Oh, why not? I might as well try out barbering. And I grew to love it. And even if you don't grow to that passion to love it, it can be a very useful stepping stool in your career. At least I think so. Um, it gives you the freedom, all while providing for your family. And it, like I said, it's a beautiful industry. Also, it opens doors for you. Not just the freedom, man. Just the people you come in contact with. Like, yeah, it opens doors. I mean, there are so many different people, like we talked about in last week's episode, from different walks of life that you come in contact with and different connections. And like we said in the beginning, you, you know, you're a networking genius. I mean, you can literally network with so many people. It's a platform. Absolutely. Yeah. It's literally a platform. The moral of the story is... Is that this is a career just like anything else, right? If you don't give it your all, if you don't give real estate your all, if you don't give insurance your all, you're not gonna see the results that you want. And it's not barbering's fault yeah. why you're double, you know, you're overthinking things. It's your fault, you know. Give it your all, commit to it, and it'll consume you. Get, I mean, and it can do wonders for you. you. Did it for me, did it for Christian. It's doing it for Chris Loco. So, is that not crazy? We're all Chris's. We're all Chris's. <laughs> Chris, 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 Chris cubed. <laughs> Patented. Which, um, by the way, too, I don't know if you want to announce it on the podcast or not, but not only is Chris the youngest manager within Headlines, but pretty soon he's going to be the youngest owner, right? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. See, we believe that hard work pays off, and we don't we we don't want to be hypocrites about that. Chris Loco, hard work pays off, bro. It does, it does. And I, again, man, thank you guys for real, for believing in me, for giving me the chance, bro. And the day Danny gave me that call and was like, hey, I just got off the phone with the other two Chris's, man. Um, I just want welcome to welcome you to the owner's table. I was at the movie theater, bro. I about <laughs> dropped. I looked at my wife. I was like, yes, yes, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is, is kind of like a message to other barbershop owners. You build your business by building people. You can't grow unless you build people. Mm -hmm. If it's all about you, 
it's always going to be about you. What was it you said last week? <clears throat> was the week before Bosnia? Wasn't it something like instead of creating or taking a bigger piece of the pie for you, just create a bigger pie? Yeah. Just make a bigger pie. Just make a bigger pie. And I think that's one of the biggest issues in this industry, within this industry. We don't think about big pies. We think about owning all of one shop. Absolutely. So, yeah, congrats to that. Appreciate Yo, it. Yo, I just got back from Bronner. How was, How was that? Bronner was okay, man. I remember Bronner being um, the mecca. You know, like, like I, I hooped my whole life, right? I played basketball my whole life. And New York was the mecca of basketball, right? I, I go to New York every year, mm-hmm. like around February. Um, this year I went around, when did I go? I December. Went, I went in December this mm-hmm. year. You ever been to Rucker? Never been to Rucker. What? But that's one park, right? I never go to Rucker. What I'm saying is the majority of the parks, they weren't doing it for me, mm-hmm. right? Then I think about the NBA. Who's the best basketball player to come out of New York right now? Mello. Mello. Mm-hmm. After that, who is it? Patrick Ewing? <laughs> no, that's in the NBA. Who, who that's, was? That's, oh, that's, that's currently playing. I'm going to say it all past. Not currently. Porzingis? <laughs> Porzingis ain't from New York. <laughs> no. So you know what I'm saying? I that's can't. my point. My point is, it's not the Mecca no more. Browner brother, I'm going to get a lot of hate, a lot of slack for this. It's not the Mecca no more, man. So, so the Orlando Premier is better? Orlando Premier is crazy. Like, when I went to Orlando Premier... You know when you walk into a place and it delivers so much more than you expected? You have that, 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 ah, mm-hmm. moment. That's how I felt when I went to Orlando Premier. As a matter of fact, I've been there twice and it's exceeded my expectations both times. It's no plug in. I got, you know, we got no affiliation to these guys. No. But this year, I usually go Sunday, Monday. This year, I'm going Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'm getting the hotel right next to the venue and I'm going to be there. Well, isn't that what you were saying? Under promise, over deliver. Of Is course. that kind of what they do? That's what they do. Well, the Brana, you know, it's not the Brana's fault, obviously. They're the mecca. They're the, they're the first guys to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's all people used to ever talk about. And it under-delivered for me. But, but, that's not to say I won't be back. Does it, Do you think that shows growth in our community, though? What do you like, mean? Like, other people took what they did and... Made their venues better and oh, of course, of course, Most definitely. They evolved. Yeah, I think part of it, Chris and Danny sent me a video. I don't, I don't know if he sent it to you or not in my inbox, and I watched it. <clears throat> and the the basis of the story was, don't lose your edge. I, don't know I watched said, it. I watched, watched it. it. Was yeah. that not dope, bro? That was five. I think Bronner suffers from that. You make it, you you make it to the pinnacle. You make it, you know. And it was a reminder, kind of. That's why he sent it to us. A reminder mm-hmm. for all of us. Was that the, the you get three one? shops, and it's like, you get complacent. Yeah. You start, you know, fulfilling an image as opposed to continuing to grind or yeah. continuing to do what got you there. And and that goes not just for owners. That goes for barbers. It happened to me. It happened to you as a barber, not as an owner. Mm-hmm. When you get to a certain point, you're like, man, I'm making X, Y, Z a week. I'm chilling. Yeah. I don't have to go out and get more customers. I don't have to... You know, be there early. I can leave at two o'clock if I want to. You see that all the time. Barbers with bad habits. Yeah. You got to continue to grind. You got to continue to go. Complacency every day. kills. It does. Complacency kills. Yeah, because you know, 
most people their pinnacle is whatever the the bar is at in their world right all of a sudden you go to cali and you see somebody like vig that's the bar you know what I mean? Like, local, you got that work ethic because the from the beginning, mm-hmm. the bar was set with Vic Damone. You come to Florida and you're like, What are these guys doing? <laughs> yeah, the bar's low. <laughs> the bar, yo. Low. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, that's in that's in every 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 city and every barbershop and every state. The bar can always be set high. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody that's... that's Florida, Jesse Doing Lima. amazing. Yeah, doing amazing things. Like, when I, I made that video, um, How Much Do Barbers Make? Mm-hmm. I mentioned there was people that are making a thousand a day. We know those guys, but people are commenting like, "There's no way." How? What? 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 Dude, in your world, it's not it's not realistic, but in my world, it is. We see it. It's. I mean, if you tell yourself it's impossible, of course it's impossible. You'll never yeah. get it. You already set. You already set the standard for yourself. I mean, a lot of you know that I work at UPS. Yeah, I've mentioned that in the past before. <clears throat> so I've cut my days down at the shop. And you know that I've stepped back, Basio, and, and Loco knows that I've stepped back as well, trying to focus more on family and some other stuff that I have going on. So I'm not in the barbershop enough, uh, as much as I used to be. But when I cut my days down to three three days a week, I was still bringing home $1,400 a week. Yeah. And you got barbers here that are working five days a week and making less. Yeah. And it's not because of a lack of clientele. It's a lack of work ethic. Yeah. I'm going to go get lunch for an hour. Yeah. Or I'm going to leave early. Or I have an appointment in 20 minutes. And now that you say that, that brings up a, a real good point that um, Danny Amarim, success addict. Amorian. However you say it. Success addict, as everybody knows him, uh, Hulk. Man, this dude said something in the first class I ever went to. He was like, the shop ain't slow. You slow. <laughs> go out there and go get more money. And then it brings me back to something Basio said. Cut more hair. That's it. Go out and go get it. It's not going to come to you. This is an industry that you have to be a go-getter. Bro, we talked about it early, about being behind on appointments and stuff like that. I usually don't fall behind. Bajio doesn't either. Sometimes it happens. That well, is what it is. No, I fall behind a lot. You fall behind a lot? Yeah, all the time. I mean, But I communicate with my communication clients. Communication is key. I communicate. Is key. I make sure they know that, that their time is appreciated. And falling behind on me is 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five minutes. Five minutes, yeah. I literally text my clients if I'm running 10 minutes behind. I started doing that. I text them. Yo, I'm running 10 minutes behind. My apologies. I do that. Mm-hmm. They appreciate well, it. Well, my lane, <clears throat> as we say, or my expertise, as local knows and Bosnia knows, Bosnia knows me for a long time. And the barber session, March 13th, come check it out. Yes, I'm going to be here. Be ready. My lane is speed techniques. Mm-hmm. And Bosnia knows. I don't sleep. I literally do not stop between clients between appointments it doesn't matter i don't fall behind the way some other barbers fall behind this is true and what you didn't and i provide a quality you know you know chris i provide you know quality i'm not saying you gotta um sacrifice quality for speed no i I, by all means what i preach to all the barbers that come in here in the beginning is quality over quantity Mm -hmm. speed the speed will come absolutely to get to where you are or basio is at or i'm at it takes time Mm -hmm. but I've developed some techniques over the years. I've been doing this a long time, <laughs> mm-hmm. where I can sneak, you know, sneak people in. And really, to be honest with you, in local notes, it's it's uh, at our first location. It's insane. It's out of necessity. <laughs> it's not because I'm trying to make more money. It's literally out of necessity. You got eleven barbers at our first location. Eleven barbers, all cutting hair. The majority booked for the day, 
and then there's 20 people waiting. So literally, out of necessity, I've taken my speed to another level because you don't want people walking out. That's the last thing you want as an owner, right? Absolutely. I mean, you you bust you bust your your ass to get more people in the door. The last thing you want it 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 hurts my heart when I see a walk. Spend a lot of money too trying to get people in the doors. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! No, it, it's crazy, man. I, I was thinking my first week, and you're like, "Local, I need you to block a few few hours of your schedule." You looked at me sideways. You're like, "Wait, Why? Wait, what? Why would I block my schedule, bro? I'm trying to make as much money as possible because we need somebody to take the walk-ins because everybody's booked, and you're the new guy on the block, so we need you to block some hours. But I'm booked too. No, no, no. I need you to block some hours, bro. It's crazy, like. To think that 11 barbers in the chair is nonstop, man. I ain't gonna lie, I miss it. Cause, cause you know, my shop's getting up there. We're a brand new shop, six months. Not even five months open, you know. We're getting there. But it's, I'll be honest it's with you, nuts. Though, it's not just in a busy shop that it happens. It could be, you know, I've said this on my Snapchat before. I never understood when a barber is slow all day mm-hmm. and he says it's slow, bro, can I leave early? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Why? That makes no sense. You know what my answer to that is? You'll be slow tomorrow. Then the next day. Then the next day. Dude, go ahead and leave. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say no, don't go home. Mm-mm. But if you're looking at me, you asking me why I'm always booked. There's your answer right there. Do the opposite of what you're doing right now. At six thirty, if you leaving early, if you're leaving at six thirty and the doors close at seven, you missed your opportunity for walking to come in in those half hours. A client that you could lock in. And this could be a potential great client. There's clients that I've locked in at 6.45, at 7, at 7.30. They pay $40 for a cut. It's worth it to me. Absolutely. Bro, I got a 9.30 appointment tomorrow. P.M. Listen, guys. If you're not completely booked a week in advance, you got no room. You got no wiggle room to be leaving early, to be taking shortcuts, to be saying no to clients. Take them. When your pipeline is full and you can't handle any more clients... Now you got some. Now you got some. Um, some options. You got some leverage. You got some. You can mold freedom. your schedule. You yeah. can mold your you schedule. got some freedoms. I mean, Chris was working three days a week. He was booked. He was booked. But it didn't come overnight. He had. He worked towards it. In three days, he was making what most barbers making five. Today, I work four days. I make a lot of bread in those four days. Bust my ass. I come in. And I work 12, 13, 14 hours. I make a lot of money in those four days. But you, it starts from somewhere. It don't just happen overnight. If you're not willing to stay late, come in early, if you're not willing to take in clients when it's not convenient for you, it ain't going to happen. And let me ask you a question. On those four days that you're working, 13, 14-hour shifts, how long is your break, your lunch break? I don't take any lunch breaks. No lunch break? Ooh. None. So what do you do to eat? If I get done early, if a client says go ahead and eat, I don't ask them if I could go get something to eat. They'd be like, yo, Chris, you... you Bro, I got clients that be like, yo, if you want, take a 10-minute break, bro. They know. My clients know. I don't take no breaks. All my clients know I don't take no breaks. See, and a bar we, we we should be having on here pretty soon. We shot him out earlier. Carlos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said earlier, he's one of the funniest human beings I've ever met. And he clowns around and he jokes around. But the kid's work ethic is ridiculous, Chris. I mean, you remember when you worked here? He literally does not stop. He, he doesn't stop. stop. I mean, five days a week, there is no lunch break. He reminds me of Kevin Hart. No, for real. He, he Funny <laughs> as hell, but the hardest ethic. hardest working man in the game. Mm-hmm. And listen, guys, people, people, they look at, they listen to what I say where I don't take no breaks, and they be like, oh, forget that. I got to eat. You, yo, you crazy? You're going to kill yourself. Dude, I eat. Of course I eat. 
But I don't close any slots on my schedule for a lunch break. It's ridiculous. Mm-mm. Okay, if a client's running late, hey, I got five ten minutes to go grab to go eat what I what I need to eat in the back. And it's one thing when you're clocking in and clocking out for the man, yeah. but when you're working, in a sense, like Logo said earlier, for yourself, when you're working with a shop, there's rules. It's not like you're, you know, renegade, do whatever you want, but you're working technically for yourself. Yeah. You only you can limit your income. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take off for an hour. Well, let's do the math, okay? For me. I usually get anywhere from twenty-five to thirty dollars every single cut, right? Sometimes more. If I do that for a, if I take close a, a spot for a lunch break, four Start. days four days a week, that's one hundred twenty dollars a week. Plus what you're spending on lunch. Plus what I'm spending on Damn. lunch. Wow. That's rent. That's bro. That's, that's over five hundred dollars a month. That's your chair rent. That's my car note. It's not worth it to me. <laughs> I like it. I, I like. I I rather. I rather. I'd rather take a five-minute break when I got when you know when it when it occurs, than take a freaking half-hour, one-hour break. That's ridiculous, bro. Eat a big not breakfast. only that, but if you're not booked, you got no business doing that. Absolutely not. If you are not completely booked to where the to the point where you got people like right now, I'm getting text messages talking about Chris. You already, did you block your week? No, I'm I'm booked up. But you know what? I can get you at eight o'clock. It's gonna be a little bit more. All right. You know what I'm saying? That's where you need to be at. That's where Car- that's and where even Carlos then, you at. shouldn't be taking no breaks. That's where Carlos is at. Kids come in on Sundays now. You knew that? Yeah. You knew that? You didn't know that. I didn't know I that. S- I started doing yeah. that because of He's me. coming in on Sundays now. Charging more. Fire. Mm-hmm. I told, we tell all our barbers that, by the way. Yeah. Bazio knows that. We tell all our barbers that. Some owners trip. Oh, my electricity. Yeah. Nah, you have a key. Once I give you a key, as long as you're doing, you're conducting business within here. Whatever, man. You want to stay here until 2 a.m.? Make your money. We want you to eat. Make your money, bro. I want you to. We want to be able to talk about you like we talk about Carlos. Absolutely. You feel me? And just so y'all know, he does charge $40 a cut. Oof. A cut. Let's Kids, get it. adults. On Sundays. On Sundays. But hold on, because... But people know, are afraid to charge, though. No, but, but here's the thing. the thing. People are going to say right away. They heard that. They say, oh, but you guys, you know, you guys are in a high-end area. Or you guys are in this. There's all kinds of excuses as to why you can't do it. And I used to be that guy, bro. Not even a year and a half ago, I was that guy that was like, I don't know if we could do that. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Blah, blah, blah. And then every single day, I'm seeing, you know, examples. I'm seeing people who are doing it. In the hood. Mm-hmm. In nice neighborhoods. It doesn't matter. The price is the price. It's a haircut. A haircut, a good quality haircut is a good quality haircut. doesn't matter what demographics you're at. There's people that can afford Gucci belts. There's people who can afford, you know, whatever it is. And and I'll say this, because I used to work sales as well. The number one thing they tell about sales is that 90% of people that work in sales are scared, scared to ask for the sale. Yeah. So if you know the service you're given, if you're coming in on your day off, then you should charge $10, $15 more than what you're normally charging, exactly. $20 more than what you're charging. It's your day off, guys. The worst thing that could happen is you don't come in on your day off. On Valentine's Day, I charge forty dollars a cut. Of course. And I'm in a whole nother county, a whole nother city, from this headlines. And it, I had like seven clients. Let me ask you guys a question. I, w- I was having a discussion um, about this online, and I love discussions. I love conversations. Some people will call them arguments. Some people will see that as in a negative light. But I think that's important for you to grow as a person to get as m- get in as many arguments as possible. Mm-hmm. 
to get as many arguments as possible so you can grow as a person and you learn something from every argument it might get heated at times and don't let it be that because an argument does not mean it's negative it doesn't people look up the definition of argument right it's a conversation at the end of the day so let me ask you guys a question what is the difference between a barbershop and a salon and their price points and I'm talking specifically on men's haircuts the razor what else quality of haircuts I don't want I don't want to say quality of haircuts because they do some things that better than we do presentation we we fade better they style better they style better. They understand the way that hair works better, mm-hmm. textures, and they understand the shape of heads and how they can form a haircut to match that shape of head. It gets deep. It's mm-hmm. scientific. I respect that shit. That no, like a hundred percent. Absolutely. But when I say the quality of haircuts, you mean like fades and stuff. Yeah. So braids are work. Our, our our um our fades are gonna look better. I just want to. I just want to put together. Doesn't. I want to put together both, like, the two. But. It can't be done if we're charging what we're charging now. No. So, what's the difference? Why does a salon, like the average salon, they charge $35 for a cut mm-hmm. in Florida, over here in Tampa. Tampa's, listen, Tampa's not Beverly Hills by any means. I think Matt, uh, shout out to my boy, Gifted Hands 419 you can follow him on IG. But um, I think his his girl's charging 30 bucks right down the road. For men's cut, right? For men's Something cut. Something that we do. Right down the road, like literally, movie go. Okay, so what's the difference? Presentation. Presentation, I like that. Presentation. Presentation. Simple. Presentation. That's why our slogan is the professional twist of the modern barbershop. You can walk into any of our locations and it's professional. Presentation. I'm not saying you got to wear a three-piece suit to work. But I do. Loco does. Loco wears his vest to sleep. (laughs) But... Man, just, just the little things count. Bro, it goes so simple as when somebody walks through the door, I don't care if it's your client or not. Greet them. Greet them. Yo, you just hit a nerve right oh now. Oh, my God. You hit a nerve right now, Bazio. Bro, greet them. You hit a nerve, and you didn't even know that you hit a nerve. Before I was a barber, I was just a client. I used to walk out of a barbershop. If I walked through the doors, and all I got was eyeballs on me, and that's it, I walk out. I'm out. Bro, you hit a nerve. I've had barbers that I've worked with. One not being you, obviously, that literally get intimidated because I greet everyone that walks through the door, mm-hmm. whether they're putting money in my pocket or not. I greet everyone that walks through the door. Should it's okay. just a natural thing to do, and not just greet, but on the way out. Hey, man, thanks for stopping by. Have a good day. At the end of the day, that that, that makes such a difference. It makes such a big difference in, in, in the client's experience. That's where I was going to um, cut you off at because I think barbers don't understand that they are not the sole um, experience that, they're, that, that their client is experiencing, right? It's, they don't set the ambiance. The shop does, right? So what if you're, not, what if you're on lunch? What if um, you, can, you stepped out for a second? Your client calls. Mm-hmm. Somebody picks up the phone. And gets somebody who just says, hello. Yo, what's up? Ba- barbershop. That's it. It's like those are the things that they affect the entire, the, 
the entire service. Influence. And, and that's why prices go down. Because it's like, did I just call your cell phone? Exactly. Or did I call a business? What happens when you go into a salon? Yo, I challenge anybody who's listening here. Even if you're going to go get Zeke because it's not the type of haircut that you want. <laughs> you know, if you go get a ball fade or whatever, they're going to they're gonna struggle with it. But if you, I mean, if you get an, uh, a dope textured styled haircut, you're going to get blessed. But if you go over there, you know, just go over there. Go to a, a high-end salon. Any salon. It don't even have to be high-end. That is the standard in a salon. Mm-hmm. It's the standard. Go into a salon and see what you experience. Come into a headlines. Come into a headlines. You're going to get greeted. We put our best greeters in the front. Point yeah, guards. Absolutely. I call them my point guards. And listen. They set the tone. In the beginning, I remember before I became an owner, I stayed away from the front. I was a cool guy in the back of the bus. Right? You build your clients by being in the front of the house. Absolutely. People see your face every day, whether it's your client or not, whether it's a walk-in or not. They're going to remember your face because you're the first face that steps into a shop. It's not just building the clientele, though, Bazio. It's setting the tone in the shop, though. I'm talking about not from our owners, from, from a leader's perspective. perspective. I'm talking about from somebody who is self-centered, who's just thinking about themselves because they're just a barber in someone else's shop. I'm talking about as a barber. See, and my issue was, and I learned this from Jesus, VIP Barbershop. You remember Jesus? Mm. Everybody knows Jesus in Tampa. Yeah, he's a supply guy. One of the biggest supply guys. And he came to visit us at the shop, remember? We opened up the first one. Yeah. And he's like, Christian, you're sitting in the wrong chair. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. You never told me this. Yeah, man. Remember, I used to sit in the back right across no, from No, but you. you never told me the story. Yes, he yeah, no. He, he pulled me aside and he's like, listen, if I can tell you anything, because he, he knew me from my insurance days before I even picked up a pair of clippers. Yeah. He's like, listen, you know, I'm proud, man. You're doing awesome. This is phenomenal. Great I don't spot. mean to cut you up. Jesus, if you're listening, we want you on the show. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> but after he came to visit, and you know, he said, you know, great, you're going to do phenomenal out here. But you're sitting in the wrong chair. I was sitting all the way in the back. My problem was never a lack of wanting to greet people. If you know me or anybody knows me, I don't have a problem with talking to people. I love talking to people. I, 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 that's what I live for. I don't have an issue talking to people. I just want to sit in the back. I wanted to be near the big screen. I wanted to have the AC. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like sitting on the school bus. You want exactly. to sit in the back, sit in the back. Cool kids sit. Yeah. And he said, bro, you, you got to move to the front. You, you set the tone. When I moved to the front, that was an eye-opening experience. Everything Because it was different. It was yeah. just different, man. You know, from the greeting to handling the walk-ins, the list, it just, it just changed. That's why I want my best people up front now in the shops that I'm not there because they literally set the tone like Bazu just said in the entire experience alright Chris local that is since there's three Chris Chris is here mm-hmm. Yeah, let's lighten this up a little you want to lighten up a little bit okay what's your favorite cut to do local oh man I knew this was coming dang so oh. if you knew it was coming you should be prepared oh man dang we gotta get oh. since, since y'all know out there in podcast land that we test a uh a uh, adult beverage every week. We gotta cut off Basio because I think he's had one too many apples. I think he just dropped his beer, but I don't. I'm not Bro, gonna say that. This is Smirnoff. <laughs> this is Smirnoff. Uh, if you want to put that out there in the light, oh, Chris did Chris it. Chris Perez brought <laughs> Smirnoff Red's Apple Ale. Red's, hey, Apple, Red's hey, Apple Ale. The words I can literally play back the voicemail. The words from Basio were "Get something that we've never drank before." 
Yeah, I didn't think you were gonna bring freaking. I, I just want to do this. A wine cooler. I want to do this in the Chris Perez voice. <laughs> An exceptionally crisp apple ale, Reds. Bro, this is that. This that was not a Chris Perez voice. <laughs> plus, plus, juice, plus, 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 you didn't drink. You, you didn't lick your lips. How much apple juice can you possibly pause? <laughs> oh, I don't know, but I'm chugging these. Yeah, because it's fucking it's, it's apple juice. An right. exceptional. What were you saying? My favorite haircut, though, right? Um. I don't know, for a while, man, I got hooked on the whole uh, man bun undercut thing, man. It it was crispy, man. Uh, and something that uh, Drew, Drew, uh, Drew the Barber, shout out to him on He's a IG. beast on the Yo, can I say something about Drew real quick? Go ahead, hit him. The whole idea of bringing styling factor to precision fades, Drew was doing it. Drew is doing it. He's a beast. Drew is a beast when it comes to his undercut thing and style. And to be honest with you... I just really got on this whole level of yo. I want to use my blow dryer. Yo, what can you follow Drew at? By the way, hey, Drew the Barber. That's on. IG. That's how you Drew, Drew the Barber. T H E is true. I want to say it's D A, but let's double check. It's D A. Alright, so Drew the Barber. Drew D A Barber. Yes, yeah. you can follow my IG. Um, but honestly, he he got onto the whole little undercut thing. And you know, that's what he's gonna be educating on so- on soon at the Exotics battle, from what I hear. Um, shout out to him. Uh, and lately, that's been my favorite. I love styling now, man. I, I busted out the blow dryer, and that's where I'm at right now for my favorite haircut, man. I love styling. So the problem is that one thing I've seen with within headlines is mm-hmm. um, that's an extra charge. Absolutely. So this is a conversation I had with Matt the other day, and uh, he pulled me aside. He was like, "Loco, your styling is getting pretty serious, man. You're busting that blow dryer out almost on every client." And Matt was like, you need to start charging for that style. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Shoot. Your wife does it at a salon. Why can't I do it at this barber yeah, shop? As long as it's communicated. It's 18 for the cut. If you want me to style it and blow dry it, it's more. It's extra. Um, but All yeah. right, so your favorite cut is the undercut. Undercut, yeah. Undercut, man bun, whatever. So your favorite cut is the undercut. Mm-hmm. Lately. And then other than that, you know, obviously I've been dwell, you know, jumping into the whole design game and everything and trying to do I noticed that. You've been putting out trying, some heat. Trying, trying. I got some coming out tonight too. Um, and uh jumping into the whole little uh graphic pencils like Jesse Lima. Yo Loco, so what's what's the future on your YouTube channel? The future on my YouTube channel is um so like I told you before, um I feel like a lot of a lot of barbers there's a lot of really good barbers in the game, man. And they just, I don't know if it's because they're shy or, or what, or they're just not big into social media, but their story goes untold, I guess you could say. Like, nobody knows who they are. Like, for example, I'll give Carlos. Carlos. Reggie is an amazing, amazing barber. Like, honestly, I come in and watch this guy cut, and I'm just like, dang, bro, you're killing him. You know what I want to do tonight with this podcast? I want whoever's listening to force Carlos to come on this Carlos to come on this show to put out more work because we've seen a lot of dope barbers we know a lot of dope barbers hit him up on his Carlos is a real G (laughs) Carlos Carlos real G real G DM this dude make him come on the barber session tell him we want some content tell him matter of fact we should put him on uh, on your YouTube channel of course, dude. We should put him on your YouTube channel. That's what's gonna happen. You don't want to do it though. He thinks you can do a close. close it doesn't up his matter. Face. I'm gonna show up. Does he work Mondays? Yes. He works Mondays. He's okay. only off on Sundays. <laughs> I'm coming in on a Monday, surprising him. I want you guys to DM the hell out of him, please. 
and say Blow Carlos up. Real. What is his IG? Carlos Real G. Carlos Real G. That's it. Carlos Real G. Spelled D- properly. Yeah, spelled properly. DM him and say, or just comment on any of his pictures. Say we want to see you on Chris Chris's YouTube channel and on the barber session. We want and to on the you. barber session, all that. We want content. He's a beast. He's he's in a, a phenomenal barber, man. And it's like. His story would go untold because the, the dude never posts on IG or he never gets on YouTube or he never gets on the barber session. And because of that, the way my YouTube channel is going is I'm going to go out and I'm going to film his story. I'm going to pull him aside and we're going to have a private interview. And then I'm going to show you that the kid got bars. I'm going to show you that he can cut. My first episode, stay tuned for it. It will be Adrian Lima. And then after that, I got Drew the Barber. And then after that, I got Basio Cuts. The lineup is crazy. The lineup is crazy. I got Christian Perez. Headlines are bust. For sure. It's coming. Speed fade coming. Story getting told. I thought you forgot about me. Nah, bro. I just can't give out all my nuggets, man. You know, there got to be some surprises (laughs) to the game. But the YouTube channel is coming. I'm coming for Basio. Work ethic. Wow. Shots fired. I'm coming for Basio. But I got to provide content. And that content is going to come through the game. I like that. That's what's up, man. Yo, so, um... You know, we're coming to a close on the show, but before we do, I gotta I gotta mention Steph Curry with the pot. Whew. I was just about to tell you that, man. Why you got why you gotta steal my intro? I had to. Yo, Steph Curry. Why you gotta take my intro? I'm gonna say some crazy stuff right now. I'm, no, I'm gonna say uh, some before I'm you that say guy. before you say what it. Are you no, gonna I'm say? that guy. Here go the red I'm not, Let me let me because this what was my you, subject. The red I told talking. you I was gonna bring right, it up. You the sports guy. Listen, I think this is important. The, the, the whole sports guy. thing. Yeah, the the whole sports thing is important because like 80% of the stuff we talk about in the shop is sports. 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 So let's talk about it. Let's I mean, talk about it. Logo. Look 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 at me. I need eye contact from everybody in the room right now. I'm looking at you cuz I know logo is so hard to say goodbye. Oh my god, here we go. Oh, Kobe's <laughs> gone. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna say one thing. Did you see D'Angelo Russell not, last night? 39 points. 39. Stop it, bro. Stop it. Eight stop three it. Stop pointers. It. We're talking he's about three points. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We're talking about. We're talking he's about. He's averaging 27 points. Listen. Listen. He's a disappointing. Let's not get all. He's, he's averaging like 13 points a game and like three assists. 27. Three assists a game. The all-star game. He's supposed to be the best passer. Yo. This is the Real quick. They did a sports science on how good he passes the ball. Do you remember that? D'Angelo Russell. He's averaging three assists a game, bro. Three. Yes. Three. Bro, it's three. His first, white first, side gets three assists a game. Bro, it's I, his first year. White side gets white three side, assists a game. He's a center, ain't he? He's a center, bro. It's his first year. Bro. He's playing amongst the Anthony one of the Davis greatest. Anthony Davis is getting more One of the greatest? One of the Kobe Come Ryan. on, man. He's Kobe should be, he should be collecting Social Security, bro. My, yeah, he's playing he's my favorite player. one of the greatest. Nah, D-Way's my favorite player, bro. Kobe Bryant was my favorite player, but he's not that guy no more. No, he's not. He's Angelo Russell. he's retiring. He's... He has a team where it's his. Yo, All eyes on D'Angelo Russell. All eyes now, on D'Angelo in, in Russell. In fairness, though, the man's Bazio, hold on. The man's Bazio. averaging twelve or thirteen a game and nah. three assists a game. It's fucking terrible. Nah, I'm gonna cut it's you off. Have I'm you watched you since the All Star game? You off, Bazio. Even though I'm not in agreement with this guy, local over here, because he's blinded by Laker love. I'm not. I'm not in agreement with you, man. Because right now, everybody who knows anything about basketball knows that it's the Kobe. Kobe Bryant farewell tour. Yeah, it is. So nobody can capture any attention in L.A. Dude, because it's all about Kobe. Byron Scott sat him for no reason. My guy, how many minutes a game is Kobe playing? <sighs> you don't know. Agreed. But, yo, dude, so, it's his farewell even tour. Even though it's a fa- farewell tour for Kobe, the it, minutes are there. It's varying, bro. He gets a lot of minutes. He's okay. a starting point guard as a rookie. He's a number two pick. In the draft. 
in the draft. They had a sports science of how good he can pass with three either assists. arm. Three assists. Yeah, ridiculous. Three. three assists a game, bro. Basio, I think you might be able to get on the court with your bum hamstring and get three assists. Bro, I can get three assists. 27.7 points. That's one time. Since the All-Star. Listen. No, since the All-Star. Last Who night he dropped cares? 39, bro. That was two weeks ago. What rookies dropped Who 39? Cares? That was two weeks what ago. What rookie has dropped 39? Really? What rookie dropped 39? Philly's lately, rookie. Lately. Lately. Philly's rookie. He didn't, like, he didn't like in the first month. Rizengas. How many he dropped? Was it 39? I don't know, but fucking... Nah, uh, he dropped, he's he dropped points, but Jaleel, Jaleel, He is no. not the rookie of the year. Carl Anthony crazy. Towns is the rookie Carl of the year. Carl Anthony Towns is Without not even doubt. close. Right. Porzingis is close. a close second. The guy's averaging a double-double and like three or four right, blocks listen, a game. I'm, hey, shout out to Porzingis, hey, though. I'm I mean, cutting both of y'all off. Both of y'all be quiet. Shut up. Bro, Steph Curry listen, with the rock. Listen, Yo, you can't sell listen, me on, on listen. This is what we wanted to bring up. This was the subject for the night. Steph Curry. We went way off left here with this whole D'Angelo bum... Bum, he's bustle? A, bro, is bustle? Right, na- right now, he's, a he's bum. disappointing. I'm not saying he's a bum. He's He no. has a lot For of For the number two pick in the draft, he's a bum. Bro, the subject is, has, has Steph Curry taken over the NBA? Is Steph, Steph Curry, Curry the new face? Is Steph Curry the best player? Has LeBron been replaced? Absolutely. Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA. This is coming from you, Basio? No. The one that says... Steph Curry is the, the best one, player the on one the that planet. Says, the one that says... The LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan? I never said that. Yes, you did. I, hope I never, said, never that. said that. Bro. He never said that. I hope. I hope you I never said that. He did say. I'm I gonna said. Bring, I'm going to bring Louis on this podcast. I'm going to find Louis somewhere. You think back then, shop, six years ago, I said LeBron was the best player. You said he's the best player in the world. He Louis. is. Ferdy heard you it. You as a best He's been player. the best player. LeBron has been the best player in the world for you the past Since Kobe Bryant fell off. And you he's better than MJ. Since Kobe Bryant fell off. I say he has the potential to be better than MJ. And that his skill set is better than MJ's. Yeah, well, he not, can do more MJ never than MJ. I, I will say he, hey. he had the potential. I'll say, I'll the say athleticism. This. He I'll could rebound this. better. He could pass I'll better. I'll say this right now, Bozio. I mean, I mean, the dude averaged, was local. averaging 30 points a game a, a, at the time. Hey, local. In MJ's reign, was he ever replaced? Because Curry don't replace LeBron. Okay. But what I'm saying at the point, at that time, LeBron had the potential to be better. You got to remember, this is the guy who was the MVP of the league like three years in a row. Brought his team to the championship three years in a row. Was averaging almost a triple double. The dude, the dude was nah, like he was a, a monster. He was a beast. Are the, war- are the Warriors the best team you ever seen? The Warriors are the best team I've seen. Are they the best team you ever seen? They're not. No, they're not. They're ever seen? Beastie, bro. No, the, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't matter if the Warriors finish with the best record ever. The Bulls were still a better team. Dude, they went and didn't lose. My point. My it's point. Like the Warriors got two my starting point. teams, man. On the but, this, bench. No, but this is my point. I think, I think that they were a better overall team. The Bulls were. They had a better bench, in my opinion, and they had a better starting lineup. They had better big men. You got to remember, and they, they played in a time when it was rough, but and it wasn't the same style of basketball. Okay, is Steph Curry the best shooter you've seen in life? He's the best shooter ever. Yes. Easy. Ever. Ever. It's ever. not even ever. an argument. Ever. No one should even have an argument to that. Ever. But if I, I will say this: if you put Steph Curry back in Michael Jordan's day, Steph Curry would still get. He would still. He, he would get still buckets. He still no. Buckets. He would get. No. He would demolish everyone. He would. Let me tell you why. His and this is the argument I had. He'd be to dead, bro. He what? Stop it. Listen to me. I played basketball, bro. Was Iverson dead? Listen, I played basketball. Listen to this. Listen to. This. Iverson is like. Half of what Steph Curry is. Agreed. Okay. No, not in, not in, not in uh, the subject of size, though. That's what I mean. And he didn't die. No, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. I'm talking about. Th- this is my point. The fact that he can shoot so well 
makes his handles so much better. I was gonna ask you that. And that those handles are saucy. Bro. I was gonna ask you that. They are Be- better. So ha- saucy. Be- better handles than Kyrie Irving. Than Kyrie Irving. Yes. Steph Curry. Kyrie Irving. This, I agree. This one gonna tell you. This I one gonna tell you. People people get blinded by by um by style. Mm-hmm. It looks better when Kyrie dribbles. The swag. It's he got more swag. Yeah. But um Steph Curry has it's way more effective. It's faster. And by and far. it could be because he can shoot so well people have to pay attention to that. But you got to remember Kyrie Curry, Kyrie Irving won a three-point contest as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hit what 10 11 threes in a game before. He can shoot too. The point is that when he makes a a, a move, he creates a lot of damn space for himself. Who? Uh, Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. Okay. When you see Kyrie move, do, bust a move, it looks very pretty, what? very saucy. Because he's but, right on top of you. But his defender's right on his right on his hip okay. the whole time. What I need to know, and I don't know if you can find some way, Bosley, we can contact the IRS to find out if Steph Curry. Don't chill. I ain't find my taxes yet. <laughs> <laughs> if Steph Curry claimed. Chris Paul on his taxes because what he did them last year. <laughs> yeah, and I mean he he sunned them. He's like been three the best times. defensive point. Uh, Chris Paul has been the best of defensive point guard the last like four or five seasons. What he did to Chris Paul was criminal. Yeah, it was criminal. Just just demolished the dude. But the point the Happens point is the man can shoot from half court. The man can shoot from anywhere. He doesn't. He can shoot off one leg. He can shoot fadeaways. He can shoot. You know, he doesn't have to have space. He doesn't have to have. A certain form He doesn't have to Nothing Bro, like, the, the other There's day, no stopping it The other day I was on vacation I watched it from my hotel room He shot from almost half court bro. Dude that was a dope Against the Thunder okay. That was ridiculous And because OT? he's such a good shooter People are Are blinded by that They don't see that He can drive He can get to the rack That floater he has That Whew. floater is stupid So how you feel about his defense what about his defense? He's one of the best. He's one of the best defensive point guards in the league, bro. Well, because everybody says he likes defense. On ball defense. There's two difference. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Off the ball, he gets a lot of picks, bro. He gets a lot of steals that way. He he's does. averaging like two steals a game. So on the ball, eh, it's a little iffy. But his team is so good, it doesn't matter. Are they repeating? Yeah, they're repeating. I mean, look at this. Look at this. Your boy. Um, Who's the other so, shooter? So the Spurs are an issue. Who's the shooting guard on the team again? Your uh, boy, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. He's one of the be- he's probably the best defensive shooting guard in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have um, Draymond Green, probably the best East. defensive po- power forward in the league. Um, but they got a great defensive team. Iguodala is a great defensive player. So mm-hmm. they're getting past the Spurs. They're getting past the Spurs. This, this is the Spurs' first year together. So well, I don't I don't like uh, you know riding with the. The obvious pick, so I'm riding with the Spurs, and that's but they're not the obvious though. pick. They've always they're, been the people underdogs. People keep saying people keep saying the Spurs nah, are going to come out the West. But listen, well, that's they've my pick. always been the underdogs. As a matter of fact, I distinctly remember this year when people were talking about the Western Conference Finals. Not one person mentioned the um the, the Golden State Warriors. Well, they're stupid because no, they're number one. I'm in talking the about ESPN. League. No, I'm talking about ESPN. Preseason, no one mentioned them. Well, he said, Everybody yeah. saw what's... Well, that's what he means. He said, yeah, they're yeah. stupid. What was going on with San Antonio was like, oh, San Antonio's going to make it. Right? Oh, OKC's oh, yeah. healthy. They got, they got David Archers? West. They got West and Ardrey. OKC is healthy. They're going to kill it. Oh, Houston just picked up... Um, no, that just means that the West did, is dominant. Who did Houston pick up that was like an all-star point guard last year? Um, the point guard for Denver. The short I, guy. I, I can't remember uh, the name. The short guy. Uh... Right, look it up. Look it up real quick. We got. We got to have the facts. Ty Lawson. Ty Lawson was an awesome. Was like he, the man was a beast. He was. Houston made it to the Western Conference Finals, and then they pick up Ty Lawson. Yo, I thought they were gonna. They were. 
Yo, like Golden That's State was out Howard of the picture. I'm a Lakers fan, so and then the Clippers did all those moves that they made. They picked up Paul Pierce. They picked up all these guys. Like they just got green. They just keep adding. To yeah, the they had, they got green. Like, dude. Since we're talking about who's gonna come out of the West, it's going to State, bro. S- some people, some people may look at me a little crazy. Basio used to be a Miami. Fan. Miami's coming out of the don't, East. Bro. Hold on. You said Boston used to be a fan. I mean, I don't know because LeBron left. I don't know. You you still on Yo, board? Don't be a ridiculous. Lot of, a lot of people jumped off. Bro, my Miami's my team. Hey, did you Wait, see Joe Johnson? Nation. We picked up Joe Johnson. How many points did he have the other night? Twenty twenty nine. We picked up Joe Johnson, and that's what we needed. That was a pick up. That was a smart pickup. No, we needed. Listen, that was a smart Our biggest pick-up. problem has been putting points on the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we just don't put board. We can defend. On the board. We can defend, but we don't put points on the board. Joe Johnson is exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. Lord Dang is great defensively. He can score. Right? Whiteside is great defensively, rebounding. D Wade, too. We got good defense. Even Bosch, bro. Bosch hate, people hate on Bosch. That man's a good defensive player. Now we have a beast of, defensive play, of an offensive player. Points are going to get on the board. We got a great all around team. So, but I want to ask you a question, Bosch. But you think you're coming out the East? We're coming out the East. We're coming out the East, man. Chill. Chill. Cleveland's not deep enough. That's <laughs> the Barber Session, episode number three. We had Chris Loco on the show. Appreciate Probably have him on for some more shows. But thank you guys so much for listening. We're at like, we're, it's it's insane the, the the feedback we've been getting from you guys. We really appreciate it. We'll have another phenomenal guest on our show next week. Signing out from the Headline Studios. The Barber Session.